It may be just a retrofitted fiction crafted by the Spaniards to facilitate their conquest, but given the prevalence of the returning god, demigod, or king in different mythologies around the world, it carries the ring of truth. It's stated that King Montezuma II, who ruled the Aztec kingdom during the arrival of Hernan Cortes, welcomed the conquistador's appearance, recalling an indigenous belief and proclaiming the Spaniard to be an incarnation of Quetzalcoatl, the feathered serpent deity who was destined to return and restore his sacred kingdom of Talon. You're listening to 5-Minute History. It's important to note that the Spanish conquest did not mean the complete destruction of Aztec culture, at least not right away, but it did have a profound and immediate impact on the nature and systems of government. Human sacrifice was abolished instantly, and the Aztec system died in 1521, followed with the continuance of native warfare tactics and the existing systems and arteries of trade. The more overt, outward trappings of the state religion also came under attack from the Christians' missionary zeal. Aztec peasant life, however, continued mostly unaffected, and it endured in rural areas for a long time. In some areas it still continues largely, unchanged to this day. The language also survived the conquest and even today is spoken by more than a million people across Mexico, remaining an important living repository of ancient stories, myths, and legends. Even during colonial times, for the peasants in their countryside, the farmers and fishermen, it mattered little whether they were ruled by and paid their taxes to Montezuma II or Philip II, or a collection of families that lived and worked in the same area, remained the center of their social life. And while the Spanish conquest marked the end of the great pyramid and temple building projects that dominated their landscape, the common folk continued to build and live in the same kinds of simple houses. Also, the traditional tools employed by the common people remained in use, as did the recognizable orange, unglazed pottery. Even after the introduction of iron all across the countryside, workers retained and manufactured obsidian tools, archaeologists have shown that iron nails and glazed ceramics did not start appearing in the rural sites until after 1650. And while this retention of native tradition might simply reflect an unwillingness to change, some historians argue that it was a conscious decision taken by many ordinary people in a bid to boost their political influence and economic standing. Of course, they couldn't hold back the coming tide. The Spanish language and culture eventually washed through every area of people's lives. Yet the culture was not entirely overwhelmed. Even today, there are Indians living in Mexico. And the term Indian is controversial, of course especially when used in relation to Native American people in the USA. In Mesoamerica, it was a term used by the Spaniards to designate any native people and to separate them from their European overlords. Whether Aztecs, Mayas, or any other kind of people today in Mexico, its use has changed and the problematic term Indian is employed in relation to anyone who speaks a native language and who lives in rural poverty. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, please give us a rating and review, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.